comic book pit. Okay. I'm Jared, and this is our this is our comic review episode, and uh, it's just us today in the yep. studio. Yeah, the, uh, the Superman for those watching yes. the feed, the Superman twins are in the house. Twinsies, the ultimate faux pas. Yeah, we really need to start planning this out. So embarrassed. Yeah, but yeah. That, such is life. Yeah, so. we need to we, we need to start like a Google Doc or something. Right. Yeah, to plan our T-shirts. Map out, out our T-shirts for the next <laughs> couple months of uh, shows. It's crazy. Um. So yeah, it's but it's just the two of us today. We're in the uh, wonderful Sorgatron Media Studios here in beautiful Beachview, yeah. Pennsylvania. Yep. It's a for once not a rainy day. I know, right? Well, yeah. it was. It, yeah, it, it was earlier. a little bit. Did yeah, it rain on, rained out in Irwin earlier. Yeah, it rained, yeah, further out. But, hey, I'll take some dry weather for once. Um, So, yeah, so we're going to talk some uh, – we're not going to talk about the weather. <laughs> we're going to talk some comics. So um, you want me to get started or you want to get started? Go for it. Yeah, yeah, go All for right. it. Okay. Well, uh, not so much a review, but I wanted to um, send a shout-out to Invincible 144. Because that's the final issue of the Invincible saga, the 15-year saga. No. That was, yeah. 15 years? 15 years. God zooks. I know. No, um, I, I had checked out on Invincible a while ago. I was a trade collector. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I guess it was like six trades in by the time I finally started uh, looking into it. Because like when I, I first started reading it, I just dove. I was buying like a trade a week. And so there was like four or six of them right there off the bat. And I was just like hardcore into it. And then we'll just wait for the trades over the years. Mm-hmm. Um, but it got to a point, I don't even remember where it was. It was like, I mean, I, had, I have like 14 or 15 trades before I was just like, I'm, it's kind of just gratuitous and repetitive. And I, I just checked out and didn't want to do it anymore. But Yeah, I feel like I was kind of the same way um, when I, I, I had heard about Invincible and I think it was after maybe the first couple of trades had come out, and I said, "Well, I, you know, I think because the first trade might have been ten bucks. I think Image was doing their yeah. their nine ninety nine. Um, so the first trade was cheap, and I and I, I fell in love with it immediately. And yeah, like I, I think I read probably the first dozen trades, and I might have even switched to issues at some point, and I started the 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 task of going of like doing some back issue right. diving for those of course it was it started to pick up some popularity so the back issues actually got to be hard to find and pricey which um yeah good you know for for a for a non big two superhero book that's pretty impressive i'd imagine the the walking dead pedigree with it probably played a part yeah i, I think it too it didn't hurt yeah 
I mean, I thought it was it was up for a TV show or something like that at one point. I think too. Yeah, I think it had been optioned for something or other. Yeah. But you know, yeah, the Invincible and The Walking Dead. I think we're only um, maybe a year apart or so. I mean, they they're, they're not that be. they're not that far apart. But yeah, I think I think one maybe kind of fed off the other, where it's like. Oh, if you like, you know, you like the guy that writes Walking Dead. Yeah. He's walk. He's writing this superhero book. Or, oh, if you, you know, you like this superhero book, you should check out this guy's zombie book. It's, it's crazy, you know. Right. Um, but no, I, I do agree that the, the. I don't think not to the same extreme that the Walking Dead has become predictable and, and just to me, boring. Uh, but Invincible did. At some points, fall into that. Yeah, it it because I've just got. I think we talked about this years ago on the show itself, where mm-hmm. it had just reached a point where, for me, and I think even for you too, where the things that made it great had just made it stale. I don't know. It just it, it really wasn't. It was spinning its tires story wise. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like just the violence, which was like over the had always been over the top and graphic. Now was just feeling gratuitous. I. Okay. That was and, one of the big reasons why I stopped reading. And I think for for folks like you and me to mm-hmm. say that, that's saying something. Like mm-hmm. I, that's not really something. We're not really like, oh no, violence bad. Yeah, we're not. I, we, we we can stomach quite a bit, but it's like this is like this is dumb. Like this is just like blood and guts for the sake of blood and guts, and it's really not advancing anything. Where before it was always when it started, it was like this really novel like world building effort where it sort of takes mm-hmm. something that you're familiar with and you kind of know, and then puts a unique spin on it. And then just kept expanding out and out and out until it just sort of just hit like a, a rut. Yeah. And it really didn't, it seemed like it had something that I started out with like an awesome idea, but then when the rubber hit the road, there was nothing to say. So I don't know. I don't know what's happened since yeah. then. I don't know if it course corrected or if it had a nice wrap up and like it was just planting seeds. I mean, even a book like Chew, for example, went through a law, um, but I don't remember being as drastic and hard to hard to slog through mm-hmm. as what I had gotten to be with Invincible. Of course, I was trade waiting on Invincible, but so I'm reading like five, six issues in a clip. Right. And I think I went like two or three trades before. I mean, I was on the fence for like two or three of them. Mm-hmm. So that's like what a year and a half worth of comics were. Yeah, that's about. Yeah. yeah, and like when the similar thing for me happened with Chew, that was like one arc in the mid-20s. Mm-hmm. That was like five issues. So, yeah, this thing just sort of hit like a rut, and I was like, eh, I kind of like this, but well, I'm going to spend 20 bucks every, like, yeah. six months for this, and it's just not doing it for me. So Well, I did decide, um, <laughs> even though I haven't read Invincible, uh, I would check in on it from, from time to time. I did buy the last issue. Okay. I, I bought it on Comixology, and um, it's, here it is. Oh, there sure. it is. Oh, yeah. If you're interested, this is uh, Invincible 144, part 12 of 12, the end of all things. And it, for having not read it in a number of years, um, I, you know, there was some stuff I, I really didn't, um, didn't follow. But for the most part, it was it was easy to pick up. It was easy to uh, to see a lot of familiar characters and see how they how he tied up some story arcs and tied up his um, Mark Grayson's, this is the main character invincible tied up his uh, relationship with certain characters and how his own family has expanded and evolved and changed 
from issue one to issue 144. And it's almost a book that has, it's like two parts. It's like the, the first part kind of wraps up the story arc, the end of all things okay. story arc. Uh, and if, in fact, I think this is like, it's like a double size issue. It's like 56 pages. Oh yeah. Oh, it's wow. pretty significant. And then the second half kind of shows the future. You know, sometimes TV shows do this where they yeah. will, will jump ahead and there'll, there'll be like leaps of time and, and they'll jump ahead and they'll show the characters at different points in, in their future. And, and they were kind of doing that with this where they would show what Mark is now doing. He's really not an earthbound superhero anymore. He's, he's, um, you know, he's grown beyond that. He's like a spacefaring uh, leader of this, the, the, the species that his, his father was from the, the Viltrumites, something uh, like that. Yeah. Bang. Um, so he's, I can remember that. <laughs> so he's, he's basically taken over his father's role as leader of his, his people. Okay. And, and so you get to see him now as an, like, he's really, I mean, talk about adulting. I Do mean, you have a mustache? He does not have a mustache and, ah. he, and he explains it. To, okay. to his people because yeah because like yeah having the the big like the tom Selleck stash yeah. was like uh some somehow meaningful to their people but he explains why he just he made the decision not to grow a mustache <laughs> um but it was it, it was good it kind of makes me it made me a little nostalgic for the series yeah. like i kind of feel like maybe i want to go back and try it again and like start from the beginning and reread it and it's hard to believe it's been 15. I mean, I guess it was like 12 years ago, if this is 2018, which it is. And then so it's been like 2006. It was the early When aughts. I started reading it. Yeah. And so it had, like I said, it had been around six trades by that point in time. So mm-hmm. whew, time flies. Yeah. Time flies. Well, goodbye, Invincible. I'm glad that it was enjoyable. You know what? I can segue off that because we're talking about image and we were talking about. Sure. Last time I was here couple episodes ago we were talking about like rob liefeld's young blood and and we were surprised that it was such an enjoyable series Mm -hmm. so i was i found myself just wanting to find something that looked pretty you know we get all these review issues sent to us right and uh as there's the response the obligation when we get sent and we should peruse them so i'm looking through and i was like there nothing really was jumping out at me and i saw a copy of eric larson's savage dragon okay out there and I get, it looks like we've been getting them. And I went through, I read, it was issue 231. I think it was like most recent one that was received. And I was like, oh, let me look at this. I haven't seen this in forever. Like mm-hmm. I bought like, when an image popped 25 plus years ago, I bought like the first four of like all of them. So I had like the first like Savage Dragon miniseries mm-hmm. back in the day. But I did not keep up with it by any stretch at all. I mean, um. I follow Eric Larson on Twitter. That's about the extent of keeping tabs on okay. anything. But I'm sure it's like you and most people of our age, like Eric Larson 30 years ago, you know, post McFarlane Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. It was a thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I, I really liked him. Yeah. So I, I check into it. I have no idea what's going on. I mean, know little <laughs> bits and pieces about where things are going. I know it's like not the Savage Dragons, the main character anymore. I guess it's his son is the main character yeah, something like that so forth and so on there's like he's got kids and stuff like that so 
I see all that. I, you don't really need to know what's going on in this issue. It kind of just tells you what you need for it to make sense. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I think that might be picking up. I don't know. For Dan and I saw it. We are in like a, a storefront type studio setting. Oh, there he is again. Yeah. It's fascinating. All right. Yeah. This is the uh, <laughs> real world right at our, uh, outside our window. Yeah. Um, so Savage, I pick up this issue and it's just, A, what struck me is it's like a HBO show now as far as it's like there's full frontal nudity. Like there's like this one lady character who looked kind of familiar. She had kidnapped mm-hmm. these other like lady characters from the Dicta Dragons past. They're all naked. They're all on some like alien world doing combat. But I mean, it's bits and pieces are just exposed. Wow. Like at first, like, it doesn't just jump into it. I'm like, oh, that's like their silhouette. Like, you know, like tasteful mm-hmm. silhouette nudity. I'm like, oh, I guess they're doing this. Flip up a couple pages. No, there's anatomy on display. <laughs> Like, all right, so the book is now this. And the language, I know, the language is up to, like, there's just no um, censoring itself. No, no filter. No, no filter. Yeah. That's a better word for it. It is just a full lord, full bar on, like, R-rated comic book. And it's, it's the artwork's beautiful. It's a, it's still that same, just wacky, very Kirby-esque Eric Larson. Yeah, his... his you yeah. can see the, the Kirby influence in... Everything oh, yeah. he does, it's it's you know it, it's bombastic, it's just goofy and silly, and everything is. It was fun, so I applauded him for. Like, you can tell he's having fun telling this story. I'm, I mean, it's like it was two thirty one. I was like, my god, this has been going on for. Like, and I'm just curious if there's anybody who's been like there from day one, and has like all like two hundred and thirty issues, and is like in there month in and month out. So, I, you know, I I kind of think the same thing every time we get a review issue because i think i mean on one hand i think it's great that as a creator like from a creative standpoint that he is still churning out savage yeah. dragon but at the same time yeah i think who is still buying this like does he have that uh strong of a fan base that he's still it able to put must this be out? enough to warrant it i mean you i don't know if you're as involved with the day-to-day of a comic store as you used to be but is it Something you would recall stocking in, in coming in was it like shelf copies or was sure. there a pull list oh, for no. it? Was... Um, I I can't specifically remember anyone who subscribed <laughs> to it. I I mean I always I remember it on the shelf. Yeah, but yeah, so someone's someone's, someone's buying them because they're still making them and 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 I'm sure a you know the the appeal for a book like that. And I, and I and I was going to say this for um, for Invincible is that like guys like Kirkman and uh, Larson, you know, they're they're doing this world building, and they're not bound by any kind of uh, editorial right. restrictions. They're not bound by oh guys, we, we we're doing a crossover, so your character can't be doing this in yeah. this issue, or we're we're killing that side character, so you can't use them anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are. They're bound by nothing, and so they're able to explore the limits of their storytelling abilities and like their writing, and um, and they're able to do things like like this. I found the censored version. I don't know if you saw the um, for issue two twenty five of the Savage Dragon. There is a porn cover. I you know what? I saw that there was a special illustrator brought. Yes, 
I did see that. I think I may yeah. have even done enough of a search to find so the. He's having a he's having a, a four yeah, way. The with yeah, yeah, yeah that's <laughs> weird. Um, hey, whatever. But I would say this: it was fun. And then I saw that we were getting like other issues in the folder, so I was like, even before we started today, I was like thumbing through an issue. Um, I don't think I'm going to start buying it, but you know, if, if I just want some eye candy and I don't need something that's like. I just need some light entertainment. Mm-hmm. I feel like it provides that. Again, I don't know if, it's, if it warrants yeah. three or four bucks a month out of my pocket. But, hey, if, if they want to send us review copies, I'll take a look and I'll give you my two cents. But Yeah, you know, I'm kind of the same way. Um, it was almost like it was a little nostalgic for me every so often. I would – yeah, I, I would never read s- subsequent issues. Like I would never read – like sit down and read four or five issues in a row. Mm-hmm. But – yeah, I'll see. I'm like, oh, a new issue of Savage Dragon. I'll I'll flip through it, just yeah. for nostalgia, just for nostalgia, just to see Eric Larson's art, and Which just is, to see yeah. his, you know, his his Kirby influences and his, you know, his storytelling choices and his artistic choices. He, he is a he is very much a, a master craftsman at the trade. At I mean, the artwork. Yeah, we said mm-hmm. Kirby, but it's just big cartoony bombast. Oh yeah, his character yeah, design is just. Outlandish right. and fun. It, it's he's still like a fifteen-year-old. Yeah, but I mean, but, but unlike a fifteen-year-old, like the page design, the composition, all those choices mm-hmm. are very solid and thought out. So he can still very much like oh, compose yeah. a page and tell a story. Yeah, he's not doing. He's doing things very deliberately. He's not just doing willy right. nilly. You know, just oh, I'm going to throw this splash page on here because it looks awesome. Like I was. You know. Thumbing through the one issue earlier, and it was like a anti-Trump rally, mm-hmm. and there's these like anarchist interlopers there that the savage that the new Savage Dragon is fighting, and uh, they're all like gnarly monster-looking types. <laughs> I think that's fun. That's right. Mm-hmm. So you can still like interweave like real-world drama and have your big muscle-bound character and these these action sequences with these just gnarly monsters, and that appealed to me. Yeah. On, like, in, you know, inside. Yeah. Like, I get that. Like, when I draw stuff, like, I'd like sure. drawing gnarly monsters like that and big bombastic stuff like that. And mm-hmm. I, I even enjoyed the appeal of, like, interweaving it with, like, real world stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was able to appreciate that. So, I don't, like I said, I don't know. I don't, I have a hard time being like, yeah, I'm going to start picking that up and, like, filling, you know, filling a long box with the previous 200 issues <laughs> and just diving into that world. But yeah. it's nice to know that it's still out there. Yeah. If I ever choose, like, hey, I'd like to check it out, I can just go, like, yeah, it's one way of, or another, I can dial it up. It's funny that, you, like, the way you said it, like, it's nice to know it's still out there. It's like, it, it feels like, oh, it's it's like safe. It's yeah. something that, you know, you can always just go to if you want something fun. Yeah. And I don't want to say, the like, tried and true. Yeah, I don't want to <laughs> say it's not, like, mindless fun, but it is, it's just like, like you said, it's that bombastic. Yeah. It's just pure comic book enjoyment. It, but yes. I they think should that's... pull that and put it on the cover. <laughs> Pure comic book enjoyment. There you go. Because it is truly what it is. And the one thing that you – another thing you said about uh, interweaving real-world um, events or things from the real world into – I mean he's he's always done that. He's um, – he, you know, not only just like social issues, but, you know, he had that cover with, um, of, with Obama. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, Maybe even more than one cover that he's done. With. I feel like yeah, because didn't like the dragon endorse Obama back? And they wasn't that a cover too? And 
I mean, back in, in 08 or 09, so. Obama was on a lot of comic book covers. That is true. He was on that Spider-Man cover, which, like, sold yeah. out in minutes yeah. because no one knew it was it was coming. I have it. Does that mean I could, like, pay some bills? Maybe. If I flip it? Maybe. All right. <laughs> <laughs> if you have a first printing of it, if it's still... I was know. collecting Spider-Man on the regular in those days, so I do. Then there's a very good chance you All have right. that. Right. Yeah, I would check into that. Cool. I'm going to pay off of my car with this issue of Spider-Man. <laughs> uh, I'm waiting for that day. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll be in the retirement home like if that is indeed the, the case yes can i pay for a box of tissues with this copy of the walking dead yeah. i have a rent of uncanny x-force how many are these <laughs> just, send, just pack them up and send them to the electric company oh <laughs> uh, we got another long box from from the katherine residence oh. <laughs> what do we do with these boss what's in there <laughs> Oh, it's the Obama cover of Spider-Man. I'll put a credit on his account. He's good for a while. Um, well, I guess I can continue the... This is the I don't know. The, the, this might be just a run of uh, talking about image slash uh, independent creators because I read... Um, well, going back to Kirkman, I, I read his new book, uh, Oblivion Song. I know nothing of it. It's it's called Oblivion Song. Before you go any further, I'm just going to here, – here's my uh, spicy take of the day. Okay. I'm not a big Kirkman fan. Okay. I enjoyed Invincible for what it was. Yeah, he's not uh, everyone's cup I went to Irredeemable Ant-Man, didn't like it, mm-hmm. and never was able to get into Walking Dead. You know what? I I hear you on his Marvel stuff. Like I liked Invincible Ant-Man, but that was only a 12-issue I didn't even series. last the whole series. It, it, was, like, it was 12 issues of just... I, I know it says irredeemable in the title, and it lived up to that. Yeah. But I just... I was like, I don't want to spend money on this. Yeah, his Marvel stuff never really resonated with me. I, I liked... I would say I was like... I mostly stayed for the Phil Hester art. Yeah. For, yeah. Eric, for the Ant-Man. That's what was good. Um, he did a five-issue series called the uh, Destroyer. It was a Max book. It was a five okay. issue, and I think there was a really good artist on that one too, like hmm. like Jason Pearson, or I mean, like oh really? Like it was like a really yeah. I'm I'm really sad that I'm blanking on it. That See, was really I love good. Jason Pearson, yeah, so I'm surprised that did not. It's um, but you know, it's and he took this old like World War II character. I think he was like one of the invaders or something, and he's like an old man, but he's still got whatever is you know powers him or makes him strong and um it's it, it's really it's like a bloodbath i mean it's like i mean it's 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 fun it's it's just five issues of just action and fighting and blood and guts and whatever but uh, so i i um yeah i kind of this one kind of flew under the radar for me i'll show the folks watching um oblivion song number one okay if you can see that from the glare i think so um, I can see it. But it's uh, Robert Kirkman and Lorenzo de Felici, who's um, – he's in, that's a, kind of a newcomer for me. I, I don't recognize the name or the uh, – but I do like his art. His art is – to me, it's kind of reminiscent of a, like a current Stuart Eminem, mm-hmm. but a little looser. Like, like if Stuart Eminem was like maybe – 10 years younger or 20 years younger and he was like doing indie comics 
with like yeah. like a little bit of a looser style. Gotcha. But I really I really enjoy it. It's funny you say that because 20 years ago Stuart Eminem was doing like Superman, so I do remember what Stuart Eminem looked like 20 years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, well, you know, it's 20. Years and he was ago, still pretty tight. So no, he was, but he was more like um, I think everyone like uh, was kind of more or less a clone of each other, like like Eminem, Adam Hughes. Terry yeah. Dodson, they were all kind yeah, of like clones of each other. Same, I mean, they were all good. Cut from the same cloth. Yeah, they were all good. But yeah, Eminem but, definitely has progressed from what he was doing like on Adventures of Superman like in 1996. Yeah. Uh, oh, I mean, Eminem today is just, oh. I mean, talk about, yeah, talk about like a master uh, draftsman. But, um, so Oblivion's song, it, it, from the cover you might think, oh, this is some futuristic or post-apocalyptic thing because it looks like it's a city with yeah like a some sort of organic thing growing on it and buildings look just dilapidated and just torn down or whatever. Um, but it's actually it's a modern day story about so you know picture how our country reacts after like a like a national tragedy or a disaster like the flooding that happened in the past year and and many parts of our country, okay. like in Texas and, you know, all the terrible things that happened in very, you know, uh, Puerto Rico. I mean, just, okay. Natural I mean, disasters. Yeah. Or it could be, you know, any kind of disaster, um, and how our country rallies and, but eventually, you know, not to sound callous or cruel, but we forget. Yeah. We, yeah. we, we, you know, we eventually, we move on to the next yes. thing or the next disaster or whatever. So this basically follows a, what I would call a supernatural disaster. Okay. That happens in a like a major metropolitan city. They don't specifically give it a name. It's just like some anonymous okay. city. Um, but um, how, this reminded me of. Did you ever see the um, the remake of or the the mist with Thomas? I think Thomas. Jameson. Yeah, it yeah, was, yeah. Um, the gro- they're in a grocery store. Yes, yes. Is, yeah. And so there was like these. Yeah. So there, uh, there was like a barrier between our world and this other world. Yes. Be, you know they broke through is like these creatures and these like grotesque versions of creatures and just right, right. Yeah. invaded our world where it's basically like that where, you know, the, the barriers between our world and this other world, um, broke down and we, you don't see it. The, the story takes place 10 years after that, the okay. event and the main character is part of this, uh, small team that they, go back into the city to find survivors, people that have still survived this, um, this tragedy with like, um, they call it the transference. And, mm, okay. and it's really interesting because it, it's only affected this one city. It's not like it's, it's not like the entire country is this wasteland or whatever, which is something different, something you're not used to seeing. Like when something like this happens in comics, you're used to, Oh, everybody is. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. Post-apocalyptic is usually universal. This, right. So you're saying this is more like an isolated post-apocalyptic. Right. It, it's located. It's just yeah. It's 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 isolated to just this one city, okay. and they've cordoned it off. They built a wall around it. They've already you know ten years later, they've already built um, uh, a memorial to the survivors that they never found or the people that they never found. Yeah. The, yeah okay. You know, it's like a wall of missing people and. Um, and it's, it's it's really interesting, and it's the and the main character he's trying to get federal like I guess he was part of this um, 
it was like a federal team. It was like there was, or it was federally funded that they would go back in and, and, you know, after 10 years, um, interest has waned, uh, funding is gone. And so, so it's, yeah, it's, it's really interesting the way they, they're, they're, does it play it more like the, the, the human drama and the political intrigue of like, so if it was like Houston, or like it's been ten years since the transfers and Houston still is inhabitable. Like, wh- yeah, who dropped the ball on that yeah, one? Like, or are, still people... who's being held accountable for this, mm-hmm. so, or so forth and so? Or like the the response to the transference was subpar. You know? Yeah, and then it, there's a there's a neat twist at the end where you know you find out that some people that are still in the the transference city maybe don't want to leave or or have plans of their own. Like there's. Um, you know, they, they cut to this, these people that looks like they've almost become become part of the city. Like they have some of this organic stuff on them, and so you don't know if they're being influenced by it or. Does or it what. say like this uh, incursion that occurred a decade prior? Like who had stopped it? How it stopped? What? No. Not, so those I, are not, not like super powered beings that live in this world. No. Or... No. Everything that like this guy is using, it's all tech. Okay. There's no um, special abilities. Not that we've seen so far. Okay. But, and I'm sure we'll learn more about this. And that was the one thing that throughout the issue, you know, they 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 drop you right in the middle as soon as it begins. And you're not really sure what the hell's happening. But one thing Kirkman did pretty well is, like, throughout the issue, he dropped in little nuggets of what happened. You know, okay. if it was from like, you know, a character listening to a news report to someone making a speech to someone talking to someone else. And so it wasn't like a whole page of like 10 years ago, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah it, it's it's uh, subtly weaved into yeah, the narrative. It was, so. it was more, it was definitely more organic. Cool. So, so is it like the next AMC show? <laughs> I wouldn't go that far. It's, well, you know what? Um, like, I kind of forgot about Outcast, that his book Outcast yeah, yeah, and remember. the show. I never watched the show. It's what Showtime, isn't it? Right. That's why yeah, I don't I even know. know if it's still on. Um, I was reading Outcast for I think I read like maybe the first dozen issues or so. Yeah, it was okay. I remember when that thing hit, everyone was like, "This is the next big thing! Like, oh. buy twelve copies because this is the next Walking yeah. Dead." And issue one like flew. It's going to be a TV show and. Get on it, strike now with the irons. It was just, yeah, I just don't. No, you know, I <laughs> I bought the um, well, I was going to buy the first issue anyways, but I didn't buy twelve of them, and and then the second, like, and then I think it went into like fourth and fifth printings, and then one day I was I was at the store sorting through some old, some comics that came in, and I was like, oh, here's five first printings that we just like we didn't even bother marking them up. Oh they my. just went out as their regular markup it wasn't like oh here's issue one for fifteen dollars and they're like oh no here's issue one for speculator market again. yeah so um yeah i i mean i didn't go into read you know i wasn't reading outcast thinking like oh this is gonna be the next this is gonna be another tv show and clearly they did make it into another tv show i don't know how well it, it does and i never hear anyone talking about it no yeah so i guess um, that speaks to the the uh cultural significance that it had been hyped up to be it didn't mm-hmm. live up to it 
Yeah. Does, I don't know. Does anything really that, that comes with that much hype out the gate? Does anything ever really like live up to that? Um, LeBron James. It's like the only thing I can think of as, as it springs to mind that came out with like massive hype and. Yeah, I mean, I guess if you're talking about it like general. Yeah, I'm just going to go broad strokes because I can't even. I'm trying to think. That's the first thing that popped in my mind. Yeah, I mean. If you want to focus it, we can, but I'm not. I'm trying to search my. No, I'm, I mean, uh, maybe Black Panther. Is that. I suppose. I mean, that came out with a lot of hype. I mean, I would say, like, if, if you would look at an opposite thing, uh, The Last Jedi came out with a lot of hype, and that was met with really mixed reviews. Yeah, I, I feel like more that whenever it comes out with, like, too much intense hype, I think maybe it sets expectations too high, and then it just may, creates an, an impossible bar yeah. to to get over. I just can't think of anything like, this is going to be a you know, groundquake of cultural significance, and it is. Like, I, I just... Not much. Yeah, I would say like th- does you know meets that. Maybe maybe Wonder Woman, the Wonder Woman movie. Maybe you know I was just talking about that last night. I was at the Tunesian for their goodbye party. Okay. And they had the Wonder Woman exhibit up, and my sister in law is like a big Wonder Woman fan, and mm-hmm. she uh, she was a fan of the Linda Carter show from back in the day, and so I was like, did you see that? I asked her if she saw the movie, and and as to, as to, to now, I mean, I saw it once. Like the first two thirds, I'm cool with. It gets that third act with the sh- and it's just yeah. Kind of, it, it lost yeah, I me. think we talked about that one. Probably that talked it, about it on here. Yeah, and it just it was yeah that the the last like the final like the final boss the big fight. bads yeah. yeah 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 you got to fight the boss yeah <laughs> and then this the whole it's like that pasty guy with the mustache and he mm-hmm. even as a god he was a pasty guy with a mustache and I was just like really it's yeah just, it's kind of is it. I know but I think superhero movies and third acts, it's always tough, difficult to stick yeah. the landing. Uh, yeah, exposition and, and conflict are, can be done very easily because you're just like, oh, a spectacle and wonder and mm-hmm. then bombast and then resolution. I don't know if it's because of the inherent nature of the source, that it's an ongoing, mm-hmm. but it always seems to be that that third act resolution always kind of feels empty. Most I still haven't seen... Black Panther, so oh, I don't okay. know. I tried to go last weekend. It was sold out. I tried going at one thirty on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> sold out. So you, you, you got to do what, what we did when we finally saw Last Jedi. We went at like 8.30 in the morning. 8.30 in the morning? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, like on a weekday. <laughs> I could but, do that. I have a, I have late starts. But um, no, I, I would say, you know, Wonder Woman, I think that did a lot for, uh, at least at the time, uh, you know, giving a lot of um, empowerment and hope to younger, especially female fans and even older female fans who found, a, you know, they were able to grasp onto a lot of what Wonder Woman was about. And I think we're finding that with Black Panther today, Black Panther movie. And that's great. I just, you know, I, I would just, I'd hope to give those folks a better product. I'm glad, I'm glad you're finding something that you can identify with and can latch on to. My only well, you know, we don't lament do, is that it, it, it people don't read deserve anymore. better. You know, we don't we don't you know as a society we don't do books anymore. Yeah. So and you know, yeah, I don't know how else you know what, what other medium we use to inspire people anymore. Memes, <laughs> memes, yeah, social media. Um. Yeah, I, I'm struggling with that. Have one. you seen Black Panther? Yes. 
It, mm-hmm. I, to to a person, it's the best thing ever. I thought it was real. I, th- I, mean, I would I, say it was like the best Marvel movie. I, I feel like it was, you know, for me personally, I would say, yeah, it might be in my top five. I feel like every Marvel movie that's been coming out, like, is in the top five for me personally. So I haven't seen it yet. Want to see it. The ads always look, the trailers look amazing. And so I do want to see it. I'm sure it's mm-hmm. fantastic. But I just feel like, what was the last one before this? Uh, Guardian, Guardians 2. Guardians 2. Loved it. Spider-Man Homecoming. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man Homecoming. Loved it. Yeah. It was, like a top, was probably like my new number one because mm-hmm. I felt Homecoming was just like a pitch perfect movie. I loved how it incorporated mm-hmm. the Spider-Man mythos into the established Marvel Cinematic Universe. I yeah. know Duke was like, it's good, but it's not Spider-Man. I'm like, it's Spider-Man for me. I, no, I thought there, there's concessions one has to make, but yeah, it's yeah. not like... Um, it actually felt like a Marvel movie as opposed to the other... And it felt Spider-Man like movies. I don't think we all realized, oh, we were never getting a true representation of what an actual Peter Parker would look like or mm-hmm. sound like until this came along. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, we'll see, we'll see if they do like a – if he's taking photos for the Daily Bugle app or whatever they would <laughs> the update. I guess it would still be a newspaper and it has <laughs> like a website and an app and – the J. Jonah Jameson of some sort. But yeah, there's there's definitely that they, they they barely scratched the surface of the Spider-Man mythos, you know, with with the new, the, yeah, the new incarnation. You know, he, I mean, in, in the movie they didn't even have him really use his, um, he didn't have his spider. Spider-Man, yeah. Mm-hmm. So there's still so much to explore. Um, anyways, I don't even know how we got on this, but oh, you're talking about uh, how all the Marvel movies, like they, the, uh, and each one seems to up. The previous one. Mm-hmm. Oh, and Thor Ragnarok. Oh, yeah. Ragnarok that was, was amazing, great. too. That was great. That that was the most recent one. Um, like they're all, like, everything that comes out, like, I, I have to, like, reshuffle. Oh, I know. We were talking about uh, representation. Kirkman's shows and how, oh. uh, if it was going to be. Oh, we're going to be further back to how we got done. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got we to gotta go back. We got to keep, we got to roll. So back. I was reading Savage Dragon. <laughs> and it's so this is episode 267. <laughs> Um, anywho, um, so, uh, do you have another, another, I read, or? um, yeah, yeah. And did totally switch gears, uh, from the Marvel comics entertainment group. I read, uh, defenders number 10 recently. Okay. I don't know if I've talked about the defender series on this show or not. Um, we might've talked about like the first maybe. issue or the first couple issues. I really, I, I, I dug it. I think I read like the, I'm, I'm, I'm behind, but I've read like the first okay. five or six issues. I it's think. finite. Mm-hmm. Uh, 10 is the last one. Oh, okay. Bendis leaving Marvel. Mm-hmm. It's one of those series that they wrapped. Sure. And. Oh, that's, that's because that's Bendis's book. Yeah. Yeah. I wasn't sure what they were going to do. No one else is going to. I mean, when it dropped, it came out, it was like in conjunction with the show. And so I didn't know if it was one of the things they're going to try and keep moving forward with or not. And they didn't. And it was, it was a solid 10 issue series. Um, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to ruin it for you, but mm-hmm. it it was the goods. It was the goods, top to bottom. Okay. Artwork, story, everything about it just was done very well. Same and, same artist? Same artist. Been the, same Marquez, the entire series, yes. He's, he's terrific. Yeah. Someone I really wasn't too familiar with going into this book and uh, really enjoyed uh, okay, so artwork. so you didn't so you weren't reading him because I think he was doing was he doing the Miles Morales Ultimate Spider Man? Um, I, I did not read okay. that. Okay, 
when when there was still was, an ultimate yeah. Like, yeah, an, I didn't, yeah, ultimate I never read that. Ever. Yeah, there's not a lot. Um, me and Bendis, and conversely, I guess would it, it was like New Avengers. Like I wasn't a huge Bendis follower. I didn't follow him title to title. Mm-hmm. Um, so no, yeah, whoever he may have been working with, you in the Ultimates, this or whatever that any of those types of artists, it just did not we didn't cross over. So it's going to be interesting now because yeah. I am a Superman reader and he's oh, taking over yeah. Superman. And it's going to be, and I love the current like creative team in place, like the Tomasi Gleason mm-hmm. team that was doing the, the core Superman book action. I was like, I would just check in as needed. Um, I know it's Dan Jurgens and he's been doing Superman for like our lifetime. Yeah. But the, the Superman book itself was the one that, that had me in and uh it's gonna i'm I, i'll keep with it i'm curious um i don't know it's gonna be interesting it's gonna be I, i'm anxious to see just what it is because i know i'm sure it for him as an artist it comes from a very personal place and there'll be a very uh passionate mm-hmm. in the work but it is it is a tough act to follow for me because it was some very solid storytelling going on with the last about two years now yeah. since rebirth of Superman and end of this. So, and I, from what I understand, that I'll be honored and carried on, but I'm just anxious to see what this is going to be like. So, mm-hmm. I think everybody is. It's, it's going to be an interesting transition. Yeah, from you know to see what he's, you know, from all, everything that he's done, the amazing amount of work he's done. At Marvel to now playing in DC's toy yeah, box, yeah, it's going to be. So yeah. if it's the same sort of like love and care that was in like the Defenders, mm-hmm. then is is going to be mind blowingly good because now it's like the biggest superhero character of all time, arguably. You yeah. know? <laughs> uh, so if it's that type of getting that quality, then this could be some stuff for the ages. Mm-hmm. Or otherwise, it could just fall flat on its face. I, face. I have no idea. But, I'm uh, Well, I'm really looking forward to Action 1000 because not only because that's going to be his first yeah. um, foray into, you know, the, the character and the book and whatever, but, I mean, did you see the lineup for that for that book? I mean, it's uh, like... I have. I got my... I, did, I put in my pre-order at, for my, my local shop, Phantom Monroeville. And uh, I'm getting the all red cover. I don't know if you've seen the all red cover. I, did, I, I saw, yeah, all the covers because they were, it's they a were take like, on like the, they're all like by decade, right? Yeah, and his is like a riff on like the golden age like or the, the silver age or something. Yeah, the checkered box, eighty page yeah, giant. Those nice era. Yeah, it, it's the good. I didn't see it, and I was like, oh, all red's doing a cover. Well, put me down for that one. I right, had, uh, sight unseen. <laughs> but uh, then I saw, I'm like, oh yeah. The only thing it's a little, it's a little uh, sad, and I mean, I'm sure there are reasons. But uh, no John Byrne. That you know, it's amazing you. Yes, no John Byrne. It's amazing you bring him up. I uh, came across in the past couple months. I've sort of rediscovered Byrne Superman. I was out at Copacetic a few months ago, and there was a bundle of Byrne's Action Comics run from Ooh. leading up to the fourteen or so issues that led up to six hundred, where every issue was like a team up issue, mm-hmm. and it was like. A song. It was like five bucks for like all of them. Wow. So I snagged that. And then I was That's out cute. at Phantom last week 
and they had bought someone's like old collection and there was a run of the Superman title that burned it. I'm like one, there's a couple choice ones missing from there. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I started, I tried to see if, if I could, uh, haggle and I was shot down. So I'm going to have to piecemeal those ones. <laughs> but I did, I'm, I'm picking away at that. Cause I, you may remember it's like Superman 22 with the, he's got the hood on. He's like, that was, I bought that one off a of spinner rack. I was like eight years old. Oh, okay. So like burn Superman and may kind of go back a ways. Yeah. And, uh, I think that's when I start, like when I, when I picked his stuff up, it was, it was shortly after, like, I, I didn't read man of steel, but I started reading Superman after okay, yeah. the man of steel miniseries. And see, at that point in time, I was so, I mean, I really wasn't, that's around the time I was starting to like, Go to the local like newsstand with the spinner rack, and my mm-hmm. grandfather would be like, yeah, 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 grab a couple. And like I said, and twenty two was one of those ones where I was just like, oh my god, look at this cover, and yeah. what's going on? Read it and be like, whoa, like, I don't know what's going on in this, but <laughs> like this world's dead, and like Superman executed these people, and Supergirl's like purple chewing gum. What is happening? <laughs> like I don't know. Well, let me. You know what? I just because I was thinking about it, and I, I found the. Uh... Found the list of creators for Action One Thousand. Yeah, let me just here. let me just run this down real quick. I mean, and, and almost all of these just jump off at me. So we got Brian Michael Bendis, John Cassidy, uh, Olivier Coipel, Paul Dini, Jose Luis, uh, Jose Luis Garcia Lopez. Solid. Yeah, I mean, legend. Patrick Gleason, uh, Butch Geis, Jeff Johns, Dan Jurgens, Tom King. Jim Lee, uh, Clay Mann, Brad Meltzer, Jerry Ordway, Tim Sale, Louise Simonson, Scott Snyder, Kurt Swan. Even though he was still around, it, he's not. It's. Oh, okay. uh, I think it's an unpublished. Okay. Oh, that is, okay. That, I did see that then. Okay. Uh, and Marv Wolfman, and it says and more. So yeah. And then uh, the covers, uh, Steve Roots doing the thirties. Uh, Michael Cho, I love that guy. Michael Cho, he's doing the 40s. Yeah. Dave Givens did the 50s. Uh, All Red's doing the 60s. Uh, they they dusted off Jim Steranko to do this <laughs> to do this to the 70s. Um, does Steranko have in the history with Superman? Not that I not that I know okay. of, but maybe you know. He's, so he's going to be like some swirls, and he's just still a living legend and cutting edge graphic design into the 70s Superman. <laughs> Well, I, I, I did see – I forget what site it was, but I did see the previews of the, the all the covers, and I did see – I mean, Steranko, it looks good. It still looks pretty tight. Um, Josh Middleton is doing the 80s. Dan Jurgen is doing the 90s. And Lee Bermejo is doing the 2000s. Hmm. And uh, Jim Lee, I think, is just doing the regular newsstand cover. Okay. And the red trunks are coming back. Yes, the red trunks are coming back. I mean, just the, you know, that, that's such an amazing lineup of creators. And it's only $7.99. Which, I, to say Is it only 80 seven, pages? Um, to say, uh, let's see. 80 pages. I would expect, I mean, for, especially for an, uh, a landmark issue like that, they, they probably could have said, oh, 10 bucks. Yeah. Like, yeah I, I thought they would. I, mean, I figured for sure it was going to be like $9.99. But I thought, it, I'm surprised that it isn't, because I thought for sure it would be. Is this the Steranko one? And uh, that comes out. No, it is. Uh, that comes out April eighteenth. I want it now. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good question. Like, why no John Byrne? You 
I yeah, that's I don't know. It, that's it, bizarre. It, it's a little disappointing, but I mean, like I said, I'm sure there are reasons. You know, when, right. especially when you're talking about you know creators and you know that might have a beef with the publishers and you know and John Byrne is definitely yeah he's not one who to ever bite his tongue about anything. Yeah. I don't think there's a bridge he hasn't burnt. <laughs> so I'm looking at that Jerrigan's Kevin Nolan one and I don't know. I don't know. There's something weird about Nolan on Jerrigan's. It just doesn't feel feels mm-hmm. underwhelming. Like it should be like if I say Dan Jerrigan's Kevin Nolan I mean, I, it's not like McFarland, Life Out McFarland, but mm-hmm. still, it, there's a certain like red expectation that they create. So yeah. this one just feels like, eh, eh. Oh, not not doing it for me. But yeah, I like that all. Love that all red one. The Stranko one looks okay. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge Stranko guy either. I never. I mean, I can appreciate what he's done, but yeah, it doesn't it doesn't float my boat like mm-hmm. some people. All right. Well, um, so there's like two like well-respected creators. I'm just like, <laughs> you can keep them. Like, ah, they're not for me. So if Kirkman and Stranko did a book together. It's not getting my money. It's what it boils down to. <laughs> oh my gosh, that would be that would be an interesting pairing. <laughs> um, so the next, uh, so I only have one more book to talk about, and it's kind of following up a conversation that uh, Scott and I had a couple episodes ago about Mark Miller bringing back his kick-ass property. And this is uh, uh, Hit Girl number one. Awesome. I read Hit Girl number one, too. Did you? I did. What did you think about it? I loved it. I always did. I even read Kick-Ass. I didn't didn't get to hear what you guys said about Mm Kick-Ass, and I don't want to retread. Um, Skeptical, but loved it. Is, is my that's my review for Kick Ass number one. Wasn't okay. sure, but lo- loved everything about it. Hit Girl, uh, I, I dug it. it it's it was it, it's always weird. You no, know, without Romita mm-hmm. there, because it's it's like I don't know they're, they're kind of like Lennon McCartney on these books. They kind of yeah, good... go together. Right. Uh, so without this is more like the Wings version <laughs> of, uh, of of that world. But I I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So I, I think I've just come to the conclusion that this is basically just – it's like a grindhouse comic book. Yeah. It really – it's not going to do much more than just be blood and guts and in your face. Um, it – I thought it was okay. I didn't I – didn't, I, I, I think I wanted to love it or want, at least wanted to like it more than I did. You know, I wouldn't say I, like I flat out hated it. I I didn't mind the the artist. It was I it, because it was different for the book. It was different from JR JR. Right, and, and it was so definitely that, like more of like a, a manga influence. Yes, which sure was for that for that character, which is a you know the character is like a young girl. What is she supposed to be like? What is she like thirteen something like something give or like take? That, yeah, you know, um, it felt a little more appropriate. Like the art felt appropriate for the character. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was, I, I don't know that I'll read subsequent issues. Um, well, and then this one's going to have like a rotating, uh, staff of creative teams. Oh, is it? Like, I think Kevin Smith's doing the next arc. Like Miller's 
doing this first like four in Columbia. It's like Sick Girl World oh, Tour. Oh, she goes oh I see. So, so it's not gonna be. So it's not gonna be like issues. Be like per arc. Per arc. Okay, yes. so not every per, issue is gonna be. No, different. no. Every, every arc is gonna be. Different. Is gonna be a different so this is, team. This is an ongoing. Yes. Okay. See, I just assumed it was gonna be a mini, like a four issue mini or something. No, I, it's. I, I suppose it's ongoing, in the sense of mm-hmm. it. it won't be like this four and then it's done. There will be another. What I understand is like it's every arc is like her going to a different country. Yeah, that that to I, exact I, I did hear her style of justice. Okay, I guess I thought it was going to be. I yeah. forget who's doing. I, the only name that sticks out I know is Kevin Smith's writing an arc. Okay, and I forget who. There's like the next two more arcs after this one have been announced. Mm-hmm. I guess the the only thing that and, and I think this this goes throughout the entire kick-ass franchise is, you know, or at least where they departed from the beginning, where, you know, the original miniseries was supposed to be real-life superheroes, you know, like real people becoming superheroes. Yes, yeah. And, and but now, and and, and it seemed, there was like an, an acceptable or an appropriate level of violence that seemed to go with that idea that this is this could happen in the real world it, it and now i felt like it was violent but it showed like the real consequences of right. such hyper violence exactly yes. exactly that's a, that's my point exactly so now but but now we're at the point where the the action and the violence are so far removed from the original concept of this that it's i i'm not saying it's bad but i think it's now the franchise has just evolved to something different it's not no. It's no longer like you. You feel that way about Kick Ass, New Kick Ass. I actually, I, I feel like the the the, the New Kick Ass maybe stayed a little. Uh, That's my. I, I, I would see, yeah, because the, the New the Kick. First... I mean, it didn't really have enough to. Consequences really weren't shown. Right. What it, what not I not a lot happened in that first issue. But what I did love about the first issue um, was. The reason why she wore the costume. Mm. She wasn't trying to become a superhero. It was like a, a ruse mm-hmm. to throw off her, her plant. Yeah. That that twist there, it was like, oh, yes, I'm into this. And mm. and it's someone who is capable of right. actually doing this. Someone who's been. Unlike the original kickdown. Yes. <laughs> who eventually became capable. But when he first started out, I mean, he was terrible. And yeah. He was just some fan. This is not some fanboy. She's just doing it to throw people off a scent. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I, and then, so yeah, there was no real consequences to the action in the, to the bonds in the first issue of the new kick ass. Uh, but with, yeah, with hit girl, it's, it's kind of just, it, I, I agree. It has gotten away from that, but yeah, it, to me, it feels natural. It doesn't feel mm-hmm. like a harsh departure. I think the harsh departure was the artwork mm-hmm. and it wasn't the same artist we've seen. Cause I remember when they yeah. did that hit girl mini before, that was supposed to be a different artist too. It might even be this artist. I forget now. I have to go back and check. But then Romita ended up doing it. So yeah, he he did the entire series up to this point. Yeah, this is like the first time he's not touched these characters. Yeah, but um, I I, I dig it. Yeah, I think it, I might like it a little more if if they were able to introduce some some actual character like characterization to hit like hit girl real. Just feels like she's just like an empty vessel at this point. There, I think with Miller, it's that stuff comes when you least expect it. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it'll probably happen. There will probably be some growth, but maybe I, don't know, I could be way wrong. Maybe this is just a character. This is just pure, like you said, grindhouse, and this is just an exploitation. Yeah, I, I think it's book. just for him to have fun. Yeah, and say, look, it's there's this tiny little girl, queen girl that cuts people's heads off or whatever, mm-hmm. and that's all it is. And there's no learning and growing. Yeah, but. there's there's no there, uh, you know, no there's no knowing there is half the battle and yeah. That's this is the other half of the battle. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. I, I did like how she was trying to train a new kick-ass. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, guys, don't want to do this. <laughs> he's like, you got, I didn't really want to do this to begin with. You kind of forced me. I was like, mm-hmm. if you need a ride, my mom will take you home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. So. So that was cool. And then, like, you know, her whole, so, I mean, there is some, yeah, I guess, like, her, her motivations for, like, recruiting sidekicks. It's not. I mean, there may be something to that. Maybe she'll learn to well, learn something well, from that. Well, she did actually say in that issue, um, she gives the impression that she's like, I'm actually kind of lonely. Yeah. So, okay, it's like, a, yeah, that you know, if if they were to explore that a little bit, and maybe, yeah, maybe she doesn't necessarily want a part. Maybe she she needs a partner in crime, but maybe she also needs. She wants. It's not. Some, I mean, she yeah. wants. She wants companionship. Yeah, companionship. I don't think she needs so much needs that partner in crime. Mm-hmm. It's more of it's a want. But she and she talked to her. She talked to her dead her dead father yeah. briefly. Yeah. You know, it's like a was that Obi Wan moment. Yeah. So <laughs> clearly, you know, she's. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, clearly she, you know, she's got a lot of issues, but she's also, like she said, she's lonely. I mean, she yeah. she literally has no one in her life that. You know, that isn't a target, right? So, and it's like, how did she get that arsenal to Columbia? See, that's the thing. They, I saw that, and I'm like, maybe you know, these aren't the type of questions to be asking in this book. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that's one of the things. Like, if you just go to, you know, if you if you start unraveling the thread, the entire yeah. sweater falls apart. Yeah, but that's where you know sometimes I, that, that's where this character falls down for me is that. She's too much like they, they they treat her like Batman, where like there's no explanation for why she's got this fortune. Mm-hmm. I mean they 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 do say in one of the earlier Kickass series that like oh was it uh, her dad's her, comic book collection or something? Yeah, like that? her and her dad like he f- funded it with his comic book collection, but then like they also stole money from drug dealers, and yeah. criminals, and but that's what you were talking about before. Where like Kickass, the original Kickass was very much. Uh, real world and was ground was grounded mm-hmm. where this is no longer grounded. Exactly. This is much more a, a comic book, not a, a documentary. Right. So, but I, I think, I think now that you know, mm-hmm. like, is this what you want from this type of character? You know, are, are you willing to accept that in this format? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's, it's, you know, it's not the worst thing I've ever read. It's just, it just doesn't um, doesn't do anything for me. Yeah, it, I might, it, it's, it veers from the formula a little bit. I might check it out, like check out the next arc or to see. Yeah. You know, I, I might check in every so often. Do we see. give review copies? Uh, yes. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I'm, not, I'm, I'm the only thing I'm losing is like five minutes of reading yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. You know, it's kind of costing me a dime. I'm but... investing into the physical cut product. So. Okay. <laughs> so it's more of an investment for you. Than yeah, for yeah, yeah. But um, no. I'll, I'll probably check in from time to time, especially if there's a new creative team on each arc to see how they treat the character. Yeah. If there's any 
I'm I'm curious to the Kevin Smith arc. Yeah, I had no idea that he was going to be working on on it. So I've seen his work on it with teen girls and yoga hosers. Mm -hmm. You saw that, right? I have not. I've not seen any of his True North movies yet. Mm. It's not as horrible as everyone makes it out to be. Mm-hmm. I think when you go in with like everyone having crapped in its mouth, then you're never, it's just really nowhere to go but up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's I don't know. I, I enjoyed Tusk. I was I was always in with Tusk. Mm-hmm. Uh, Yoga hosers. You in very much like the Hit Girl series. You have to uh, curb your expectations of what it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just it's silly. It's a silly comic book type. Like we said with Savage Dragon, yeah, it's just goofy fun, right? Uh, but really, wasn't as as awful as I thought. So, like having seen like how we wrote those two characters and now transferring that approach to uh, Hit Girl could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Could be interesting. Okay, but I'm a, I, you know I'm not a sucker for all things Kevin Smith, but uh, I'm a sucker for most things Kevin Smith. <laughs> Even I draw a line. <laughs> Well, um, anything else? Any comic wise you got to talk about? Comic wise, no, that's okay. about it. I mean, okay, reading a bunch of stuff, but I don't know. There's no no thoughts to put out into the world that okay. are formulated yet. <laughs> All right. Well, I think we can we can probably wrap this episode up then. Um, don't forget, you can find Comic Book Pit at comicbookpit.com, and we're on iTunes and Stitcher. We are also on the social medias, uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Just search for at Comic Book Pit. And uh, if you are so inclined, you know, visit us on iTunes and leave us a review or a, a star rating. That'll help us uh, promote the show and get the show out there to new listeners, which is always a cool thing. Oh, yeah. One last thing before we go. I did think of yes, something. Yes, sir. Um, throw me off. Okay. <laughs> If we, we talked earlier about uh, people send, uh, companies send us review issues, if you out there make your own comics and would like some oh, yeah. Yahoo's like us to throw their two cents on it, by all means, like send us a PDF or hit us up through one of the various social yeah. medias, and uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we're pretty nice about stuff. So go ahead yeah. and send it, and we'll, we'll tell, can, tell tell the world what we liked about it. You can email us actually at comicbookpit at gmail dot com, and don't forget that is. Pit with two T's. Yes. So it's in the city. Yes. It's in not a not a hole. Right. <laughs> so okay. Well I think that'll be it for this episode. This has been Comic Book Pit episode two sixty seven. I'm Dan. I'm Jared. And we will see you next time. Bye.